Blog Talk Radio. Testing one, testing two. This is Garrison Glenn uh, for IMG3 Radio. How's everybody doing? It's been about two weeks since the last time I've been on air. Uh, last time I was on air, I had a fantastic conversation um, with uh, people from the VSR label. Uh, it was an incredible conversation. It's already in the archives if you haven't heard it. Over a thousand people have already heard it. It was just incredible. I took about two weeks off, gathered myself, and we're going to be doing brand new shows from here up until the end of the year. There's going to be some brand new music. Yes, brand new music. I know I've said it before. I haven't been able to come through, but yes, brand new music. I figured out a way to get everything into MP3, so I'm really excited. Um, music that um, nobody on Blogsmark Radio has ever heard before, so um, this is something that I'm looking forward to. Um, Today, going through my brain for the last few days, actually, attempting to figure out what am I going to be talking about. My initial original concept for this show was to play music that I have created and then talk about the actual music itself. And because I haven't been able to do that, I've had to recreate different ideas and concepts on what to do for the show. And I have been able to come up with some great ideas, some other ideas that people have given to me. And I've been able to, like, really do something incredible with all of the conversations, the people that have called in, all of the interviews, the spoken word contest has just been incredible. Um Today, I just wanted to speak from my heart. I wanted to actually talk about music. I want to talk about how music has affected me, talk about um, my foundation in music. Uh, My goal is not to completely bore you. (laughs) Um, I hope that does not happen. Uh, I hope you find everything that I'm saying, that I'm speaking, uh, to be entertaining, to be fun, and uh, we will go from there. So, Let's go back into uh, the last few moments of this track, Talking to Me, and we will come back with a conversation.
Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to IMGC Radio. This is Garrison Glenn, a.k.a. G3. It's October. It's the 25th. It's actually cool outside. I'm excited about that. We have, or I should say I have, uh, made it to another uh, interesting summer here in Phoenix, Arizona. Those that have been through Phoenix, those that live in Phoenix, know exactly what I'm talking about. The summers here can feel... um, Actually, there really is no word to, to, to really explain how the summers feel. I've actually gone into a Bible to actually read and find out if this heat is actually biblical, that we actually suffer here in Arizona. And I can't find anything except when it talks about hell. So perhaps there's a correlation. Perhaps I have found what I was talking about when I say when you're here in Phoenix in the summertime, it kind of feels like hell. But I digress. I want to talk about music. Um, I want to briefly, real quick, talk about my foundation in music. Um, my foundation in music started from the time I was birthed out of my mother. Music was always surrounding me, whether it be through record player or a track or cassette tape or later on CD. It really never, never mattered. This music was always around me. I was blessed to live in a household where my father was a really cool guy when it came to listening to music. He had a great ear. He had a great collection of music. And a lot of my foundation of music came from from my father. Um, He is a singer, has been for as long as I have known, and from what other people tell me, he's been a singer his whole entire life, whether it be in choirs or in groups, times in high school, the church that I grew up at in South Jersey, um, he was the praise and worship leader for like a hundred years. Um, <laughs> you know, at, at the beginning of when praise and worship became a very contemporary thing, he uh, was at the forefront singing those songs and leading those in the congregation uh, with praise and worship. Um but it's a large, large amount of music. Um, my father introduced me to instrumental music. The very first time I heard music without any words, it was uh, actually Earl Clute, who is a jazz guitarist, classical guitarist, those in the music world. You know exactly who I'm talking about. For those who don't, look up Earl Clute, type him into Google, Everything will come up on him. He's an amazing, amazing musician and songwriter. And I was fascinated. I remember being, I think it was about four, about four or five years old, and he brought some albums home from a friend of he, uh, from a friend of his, and he had borrowed some. And he was playing it through the house, and I kept waiting for lyrics. I kept waiting for vocals. I kept waiting for somebody to sing, and nobody never sang through both sides of this music, and I'm sitting there going, okay, so what do you call this? He said, this is instrumental music. This is something that's been around for a long time. You know, jazz, orchestral music, tons and tons of music has been instrumental, and it it, it totally blew me away that you could actually make a whole entire song without any words at that age. I was like, wow, I didn't know a person could actually do that. I'm thinking you always have to have lyrics. My father turned me on to gospel music at the beginning 
of the contemporary gospel age in the late 70s and early 80s, Commission, The Winans, Andre Krauts, Hawkins Family, Clark Sisters, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, my father played that music in our house forever and ever and ever, and I got completely turned on to it. Um, whenever we would travel a, a distance in our vehicle, you would have different stations on during the mid to early 80s, and I would hear uh, musicians such as Phil Collins, Philip Bailey, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Sly, and the Family Stone. And again, the list goes on and on and on. He turned me on to a different kind of music that, quote-unquote, African Americans were or were not listening to. Groups like Bread, Bob Denver, The Carpenters, Neil Sedaka, just you know, groups like that, and he always encouraged me, not necessarily through conversation, but just through his example, to always listen to a broad type of music. Never stay pigeonholed in music that you believe you're supposed to listen to or you think you should listen to, but stay broad, stay big, listen to diverse stuff. Listen to stuff that you might have never listened to. You know, I, I, I started listening to orchestral music, Beethoven, and Bach, and Brahms, and all these other groups, and I'm just, and, 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 you know, people that have made music, and I started listening to Quincy Jones, and people in jazz, and in the swing era, and Count Basie, and Thelonious Monk. Um, I was so interested in music. <laughs> Real quick story, as a child, there were certain television shows that were not age-appropriate for me to watch. You know, they were very adult. That's just how things with, and I was not supposed to be watching them. But my parents were so cool that when the theme song of a show would come on, they would actually, they would actually let me listen to the theme song. And I would listen to the theme song and bounce around and absorb the theme song, memorize it, enjoy it, and then once the show started, I had to leave the room. So whenever music was on, whenever it was around, I quickly wanted to be a part of it and to see what was going on. Music that I started to become a part of in the inner city, such as hip-hop and R&B and pop, I really didn't start to dive into that kind of music until... I began to listen to it on my way to school. I was uh, being bused from the inner city to a suburb, and um, on the radio was all these different types of, of sounds and music and, and, and textures that I had never, ever heard before. I never knew what Run DMC was, Beastie Boys, L. Cool J, Whitney Houston, New Edition, and all these incredible groups and, like, who is cameo and all this other stuff. I grew up in a home predominantly where my father was in charge of the music, and we grew up in a home, in a Christian home, in a Christ-based home. So there was a lot of music that we weren't allowed to listen to because of the content and because of the conversations that were in the music. Um, I had a window into it for about an hour to school and an hour from school, so Monday through Friday, for two hours a day, I had the opportunity to listen to this music that I dare not turn on inside my home. And as a child, I really didn't understand it. As a grown-up, I do. You know, you live under your parents' roof. 
They make the rules. You may not like them. You may not understand them, but I respected them. I said, fine. And uh cool thing was, I, 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 you know, I could listen to this music. So I had all this music being poured into me and poured out of me constantly, on and on and on. My father hung out with singers and musicians. He was a part of a acapella group with my uncle. And whenever something was new and, and fresh was out, my father was the first person to grab a hold of it through a cassette tape, through a CD, through albums. It really didn't matter. Conversations of the of the friends he had, I would just, you know, I was told to sit down, don't say nothing because adults were talking, but I would listen and absorb the conversation because the majority of the conversation he was having was about music. So I would encourage you out there, listen to everything. You may not agree with it. You may not like it. It may make you cringe in the sense of I would never be caught dead around my friends or acquaintances or even my mostly, you know, my family listening to this music. I remember the first time I was listening to country and Western. Um, I was listening to the station, and they had this bluegrass hour. I was fascinated. I'm like, bluegrass? What's bluegrass? And I'm listening to it, and my sister walked in, and she looked at me and stared at me and slowly walked out of the room. And she's like, what are you listening to? I'm like, it's bluegrass. She's like, okay, cool. And you can keep that right over there because I don't know exactly what that is. But I was fascinated. You know, I wanted to absorb, you know, what is bluegrass, where did it come from. And this particular radio station would talk about the history of bluegrass. So it was great. As I uh, began to grow and get older, I said, I want to actually start to make this music. So the first instrument I ever picked up that I gravitated to was the saxophone. I saw a movie clip of John Coltrane playing saxophone, and I said, there it is right there. I want to learn how to play that. I, I love the tone. I liked how it looked. It was shiny. It made low notes. It made high notes. I'm like, there it is right there, saxophone. So the school I was going to, they had saxophone. I took up saxophone. Took it up. Had a private teacher. They were teaching me that. Then one uh, particular day, my grandmother uh, was working at a school, and there was a piano that they were throwing away. And my grandmother was like, you know what, don't throw it away. Maybe my grandkids can use this piano for whatever. So they brought the piano over to the house, and my sister was interested. But when my sister wasn't messing with it, I started messing with it. And I'm like, okay, I think I like this piano thing. This is kind of cool. I can kind of dig this. All right, so I'm doing saxophone. I'm doing piano. My brother said, I want to learn how to play the guitar. So he's playing the guitar. He's practicing, getting into it. really wasn't something he was really into. So when he wasn't playing playing and practicing, I picked it up, started messing with it. And that's just how it started. I just started picking up instruments that I had no business picking up, started playing them, and just become, you know, it became something just that was a part of me. I just absolutely loved it. And I'm like, okay, this is this is something here that I can definitely get into. It was just absolutely amazing. And I could really appreciate the foundation of where my interest in music really started.
investment. Investment in anything that you do creates a foundation for you later on in life. And I was encouraged to invest in my gift and invest in what I liked to do when it came to music. Whether it was purchasing music, whether it was hanging out with people that did music, that law of attraction of being in it all the time. I always had opportunities to talk about music, to share music with other people, um, whether it be through conversation or actually getting on a stage or a platform and playing an instrument and showing people that, hey, this is what I do. It's exciting to me. Please be excited for me and let me see what you're doing and so on and so forth. I've had numerous opportunities from the East Coast all the way now over to the West Coast of individuals that have spotted that in me. But they couldn't have spotted anything in me if it wasn't already inside of me, if I wasn't already on a daily basis stirring up this gift and doing something with it. So I would encourage you out there, do something with music every day. You may not be inspired to write this incredible number one hit song, so what? Do something with it. Invest, whether it be a book, read up on a new artist, listen to something that you've never listened before. Listen to an artist you've never listened before. There are so many internet radio sites that allow anybody to listen to music that's not even in this country. I have stuff on my phone and on my computer that I can listen to music in Japan, in Africa, in Europe, all over. It's just incredible to hear what other parts of the country are doing with music, what they're not doing with music, where music is going, not just here in the States because you can get comfortable here in the U.S. It's a huge melting pot of of great music. And you can kind of get lazy and kind of go, well, this must be it. And that's not the truth. There's so much music out there. It's just there to listen to. And I would encourage you, listen to it. Explore it. Um, Perhaps you can take some of what they're doing and add it into what you're doing. Because the music that you're creating is constantly growing. It's constantly becoming better. Listen. Just listen to what's going on. Perk up the ears you know, and and just really focus on what's happening. Um, That was always encouraged. You know, Garrison, listen. Listen to some new stuff. You know, I was always being handed CDs and tapes from other artists going, hey man, this new group, this new so-and-so, check them out. You know, uh, a lot of the friends that I have on Facebook, they're musicians, and they're always posting new artists. Uh, friends that I'm connected to on SoundCloud they're posting new music and new artists and I'm just listening to it. It may not be something I'm saying it may not be something that I may invest in when it came, when it comes to money, you know, paying for this CD or going to go see this group. But to stay open, listen to it, enjoy it, really, really be with it. I think it was about I think it was 17 is when I really began to get into the technical part of music. And when I call, when I say technical, I'm talking about the actual instrument itself. Um, I finally settled on what I really wanted to grow in when it came to music because I could have picked anything. And I picked two avenues. 
I picked the avenue of being a sound engineer, and I picked the avenue of playing keyboard. Not necessarily playing piano. Now, in order to play keyboard, you know, you have had to have learned how to play the piano somewhere along the ways. But I started to listen into groups, uh, guys like Herbie Hancock, Chikoria, um, Stevie Wonder, and the list goes on and on and on of artists who, yes, they do play piano, but their bread and butter, if you will, is playing keyboard, taking those synthetic sounds and textures and sequences of beats and, and, and whatever's going on and pouring it back out into whatever music that they're doing. And um, really, really interesting stuff. You can listen to that stuff forever and ever and ever. It's really awesome. And I began to I began to purchase keyboards, old keyboards, keyboards that didn't work. <laughs> I had to go and fix new keyboards. I borrowed keyboards from friends and from family members. I just wanted to dive into, okay, if I take this sound and mix it with this sound, what's going to happen? If I take this drum machine sequence and mix it with this sequence over here, what's going to happen? And I began to feed that part of me that was interested in the technical side of, okay, now I, now this music is in me. Now I want to stir it up. Now I can do more than just conversate and talk about it. Now I can begin to make it and create it and record it and have people listen to it. Um, I started doing it with hip-hop, with jazz, and just started really diving into it. Um, and it just became a, a, a passion of mine. It, it still is. Um, I have to push myself sometimes to get off of my behind and get in front of that keyboard and just play, just listen, just record, just be with the textures and sounds that are happening. Not necessarily so that you won't become rusted, you know, if you don't approach it, but it's important just to stay stirred up, not to become stale. That's huge. And uh, I would encourage you, you know, I mean, really, get in front of whatever instrument you have, whatever keyboard, if you're a DJ, if you're making beats, do something with it every day. If it's for five minutes or for five hours, do not leave the day without making something. I've actually have applications on my phone to, to make music because it's in me. I'm like, let me make something. Let me create something. Let me keep the juices flowing because it's easy to stop. It's easy to, to hold up and not do anything and make it, you know, become a chore. Um, but I say, I'm seriously just dive into it. Um, it will become fun if it's not fun right now. And you'll really, really enjoy it.
don't let anyone deter you, push you away, say something negative, and cause you to stop investing in yourself when it comes to music. Now you say, hey, G3, I can keep the haters away. That's cool. You know, there's people talking about, you know, haters, people singing about people in hip-hop, talking about the haters, don't listen to them, ignore them, they're not important, and they're all making great sense. Everybody's perfect in that. Great. Interestingly enough, the biggest hater sometimes the person that can distract you the most, more than family, more than friend, more than stranger, is yourself. I have found that. You know, the person that can get on you the hardest, that can put you in a state of condemnation, guilt, and put you in a place of depression about if something's not coming out right, if something's not working right, if something's not being right, is your own self. And sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Sometimes you got to have a conversation with yourself without looking strange and crazy like you're talking to yourself. But sometimes you do. you got to pull yourself aside and pull your own self and grab yourself by the collar and go, hey, snap out of it. Snap out of it. Get into what you need to get into. Stay focused and stay with where you need to be at when it comes to this music. The only person that I know that has been consistently passionate and excited about my music is me. And I have found that when I'm not passionate, when I'm not excited, when I'm not turned on about the music that I'm doing, nobody else is. I set the degree of the passion of how people are listening to me. If if I'm screaming and hollering about how great and how wonderful it is, somebody's going to listen. Now, whether they have a negative thing to say or a positive thing to say, you have no control of that. But somebody is going to listen. So it's important to stay motivated. Motivate yourself. Uh, one of the ways that I love to stay motivated is by watching documentaries. I love watching stories about artists, where they started, that moment when things became incredible for them, the hardships, the hard knocks, and where they're at now, and where they're going. I love, love watching that. But I, I, I enjoy a good story that I can watch, that I can see set to music about a particular artist. It just, it just does something to me. VH1 has, you know, storytellers and behind the music, and there's documentaries on on Google, on YouTube, on so many places where you can actually sit and watch and just be completely just, you know, turned on by, okay, you know what? This artist didn't give up. I shouldn't give up. This artist had a hard time, had had some issues. It took this artist five years to get here, there, and everywhere. I'm okay. But the one of the things that all these incredible artists have in common is that they were consistent. They didn't stop. They didn't let themselves stop themselves. They didn't let others stop them. They just just stayed consistent. You know, they were in it each and every day. And you have to give yourself a pep talk. You really do. You got to kick your own self sometimes in the butt. You know, it's great to have people around you that love you enough to scream, holler, rant, and rave, but not everybody's always going to be around you all the time. That's just the facts. 
So I would say to you, really, stay focused, stay attracted to your own music, get into it, whatever it sounds like. Be careful not to compare your music to everybody else because it's not going to sound like everybody else. Yes, there's going to be hints of this influence, hints of that influence, but it's you. Enjoy you. I listen to my music all the time. You say, well, Garrison, that's kind of narcissistic, you know, kind of the ego thing. No, 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 it's not. I stay focused on listening to my music so I can stay excited about my music, so I can stay just happy about what I'm doing, where I'm going, whether the track is 100 years old or if it's a track that I made yesterday. It doesn't matter. Because again, if you're not going to be excited about your music, nobody is. I have tested this theory and I have found it to be true. So again, stay focused, listen to your own music, enjoy it, share it with others. Don't let anybody deter you. Don't let your own self deter you from making incredible music. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another exciting time. I am G3 Radio. This is Garrison Glenn, a.k.a. G3. I'm excited that I had an opportunity to do this. I'm excited that you were there to listen. Uh, I hope I have encouraged one person. If I have encouraged one person to stay focused on your music, listen to other people's music, broaden, um, 
what else did we talk about? We talked about the haters. Yes, don't listen to them. But the biggest hater sometimes can be yourself. We talked about our foundation and music and how it's important to have one. And uh, the most important thing is to work on music every day. You know, something that you're doing. Keep your own self stirred up. That's really, really important. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and share that. It's, you know, these, these are conversations that I have with family members with acquaintances, with people that I know, with friends. And sometimes out of that conversation comes some really great points that I would like to share with other folks that may not have that kind of direct uh, way of talking to people about what's inside of them and about their passion and what's being stirred up in them. We've come to another end of IMG3 Radio, The Unspoken Experience. Words unspoken, music unspoken, and uh, like I said, we are going. I am going to be doing a new show every week until the end of the year. Um, it's important that I do it. It's important that um, I keep my own self, like we've been talking about, stirred up. There's going to be new music. There's going to be new conversations, and I'm excited about having new people to tune in, to listen, and also new people that I can. Interview. I know so many musicians, so many people with such a great story, such a great background, and such a word of encouragement to help those out there. Um, a lot, again, a lot of these conversations, I'm like, man, we need to get this stuff on the radio because this is this is incredible conversation people need to hear about. And again, if I can help one person, if I know that I'm helping one person, it's all the worthwhile for me. So you guys have a great week. I will talk to you again next week. Um, Garrison Glenn, IMG3 Radio, G3, I'm out.